Damn, that felt good. We are live for what I'm going to anoint the very last fantasy draft of the summer. There's just too much bullshit going on. I'm ready for balls to fly. Pause. I'm ready for meat on meat. Pause. I'm ready to see the big man in the trenches. I'm ready to see shitty pass interference, shitty roughing the passer calls. I'm ready for heartbreak as a Falcons fan. Not week one, though. We're going to trash the Panthers. We're going to trash them. Brian Burns might be out. Oh, my God. Couldn't lock that three and a half up soon enough. Here's what we're doing today. We are entering Best Ball Mania 4. This is Underdog's $15 million prize pool tournament. I just want to give a quick shout out to them and their team for just fucking absolutely perfecting the number of people that can go into this, the prize structure, because it is three days till kickoff, and they are exactly 98% filled in this tournament. 677,000 people have entered Best Ball Mania. We're going to be 677,001. We're going to be that first person that reaches over the 677K. This is a $25 entry. One person brings home $3 million. There is a second, pra- there is a second place prize of $1 million, $300,000, $150,000, $100,000, dollars There's a lot of thousands and millions flying around everywhere, okay? But we know everything at this point. Except there are still dudes hyperextending their knee and shit. Listen, if you've hyperextended your knee, really, it ain't that deep. All right? Kelsey might miss a week, but he's not missing, like, fucking a month. He's not missing a year. Everybody settle down. We're going to jump into the live draft in a second. But I just wanted to say, if this is the last fantasy video we put out before kickoff, I appreciate every single one of y'all that have watched throughout the summer. I appreciate every comment. Every, uh, I realize that the Discord noties might be going a little nutty right now. Um, I just appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate y'all for supporting what we do every year, every summer, man. It, it, it allows us to continue to be super passionate about this stuff. It allows us to continue to spend our days researching and making content and making videos and, and, and trying to build something cool for y'all. So you guys watching, you guys tuning in, commenting, Thumbs up, subscribing, all that fucking non nonsensical social media shit that people tell you to do. It helps. It really does. Um, so I just wanted to show a lot of love to you guys that that support us um, through the ups and downs, through the good and bad, through me fucking yelling, you're at the beginning of every video. I love you. I love you all the same. Okay? I know y'all are probably ready for me to stop fucking yapping. I'm ready to stop yapping. So let's enter Best Ball Mania. Fow. Now, I have not maxed out. If any of you guys want to jump in right now, we're waiting for nine more people to fill this bitch. If any of you guys are out there right now, if you're not an underdog yet, oh man, that ripped off quick. If you're not an underdog yet, I will switch to dark mode. And you want to draft before your real season-long drafts, and they're doing pickums throughout the year. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even hit y'all with that. Patrick Mahomes, we got a free square on underdog right now. 0.5 total yards. You're winning free money right there. If you've never been on underdog. Not only are you getting free money by using our promo code when you deposit, because they're going to match whatever you throw down. If you put down 10, they're going to put you 20. You put down 20, they're going to give you 40. And then you hit this higher right quick. You hit the higher on this one, and you win more money. It's free money, all right? But our draft's about to start. Active, best ball mania, starts in 30 seconds. Where are we picking from? We're picking from the seven. Kind of an interesting spot, given the Kelsey news, because I imagine he's going to drop pretty significantly down draft boards. I'm not getting in there. Oh, Anna. Anna, spending a lot of your hard-earned money to get in this draft, huh? $25. This is no this is no throwaway. This is no $3 draft that we usually be doing. But we're at the 7. I'm interested to see how this plays itself out. $25 for the rest of our lives. For the rest of our lives. Do I have a strategy going into it? No, not really. I'm going to see how the board plays out. We obviously want to shoot for a little bit of upside. And if you guys draft on underdog... Um, I actually uploaded my personal rankings here. So if you see out of whack shit, which is this entire list of people, that is why I have not updated my underdog rankings in quite a bit. So I'm probably going to draft a horrific team, but we're here to ball. We're here to have a good time. We're here to drink more caffeinated drinks. It's, it's 
legitimately fucking 79.5 degrees in the office right now. The AC been broken all summer. We out here sweating, drafting, getting bamboozled. But I'm here for y'all. Let's get it. Tari Kill, Austin Eckler. Give it to me. Oh, you guys can see my rankings too if you're drafting with me. You make me sick, Anna. So we had Jefferson, Chase, C-Mac, Tyreek Hill, Eckler at the five. It's kind of interesting. You're going to see a lot of different strategies in this draft, I think, because you have to have, obviously, a, a super unique build. Like, you got 670,000 people coming to eat, right? Everyone's looking for that three milli spot. So you need ultra-high upside dudes. You need rosters that are not common when that week 15, 16, 17 rolls around. I mean, everybody's rostered, obviously. That's a first, second, 17th round pick. You know I'm going with my boy, Bijan. You know there was never another option there. Once Diggs went off the board, he was my last wide receiver that I was trying to hit. But since Anna took Diggs, we'll roll. We'll pivot. Here's what's going to happen. This this year, this summer went so wide receiver heavy, man. Everybody got on their bullshit going only wide receivers. And we're going to look back on this year, and we're going to say, damn, we fucked up. We know that running backs run fantasy football. Everyone faded them all year. The winning team in BBM is going to be the one that probably absolutely destroyed the running back position. So that will be me. That will be me. I must protect this house. Wow. Tony Pollard at the 1-9 is crazy. That's crazy. I respect it, though. I really do. What's going on in the comments? What's going on in the chat? How we doing, chat? Let's see, we got Amon Ra at the 10, Chubb at the 11, Garrett Wilson at the 12, Alave at the 2-1, Kelsey at the 2-2. Two, two. So Kelsey at the 2-2, two, two, you never see him drop outside of really like the first seven picks in these tournament-type plays. It's funny because the season's about to kick off. And here, here's the thing with Kelsey. So... I think there's a real chance that he misses Thursday night football. I think there's a 50-50 chance. I also think there's a chance he plays through it because he knows that he's got 10 days of rest afterwards. I don't expect any significant amount of time. If he misses week one, I expect him to play in week two. If he plays in week one, then guess what? He didn't miss any goddamn time. Thank you. I'm only technically a doctor, but I know what the fuck's going on. All right, so we're back up at the 2-6. Derrick Henry sitting there. Jalen Waddle sitting there, double-cheeked up, looking good for me. We can grab a QB. I do like grabbing QBs in this type of tournament where they're you know the highest-scoring players. Uh, we do need to start three wide receivers. So going Derrick Henry feels a little bit crazy knowing that there's not a ton of wide receiver value after him. So I'm going to get my first wide receiver on the board. We got Bijan. We got Waddle. For those of y'all that uh, haven't drafted in Best Ball Mania, the starting roster is up on the screen. Let me put myself in the corner. Actually, up here. Um, you start one QB. Where, where art thou? You start one quarterback. You start three wide receivers. You start two running backs, a tight end, one regular flex, and 10 bench. So you're drafting a monster team. Let's fill this bitch up. Let's go. They're at 97.9%. Let's fill it up before the season kicks off. After Waddle, Allen, Mahomes, and Derrick Henry ripped off. I like I like it. We got a super chat from Simon. What's up, Simon? Uh, which backup would you rather have, Jerome Ford, Ty Chandler, or Sean Tucker? Also, who would be a good wide receiver I could get back from giving Ayuk and Mostert? So, amongst those three guys, I like personally Ty Chandler more than Tucker and Jerome Ford. Uh, so, he would be my number one in terms of a backup. Who would be a good wide receiver I can get? back from giving Ayuk and Moster. All right, so if you're giving Ayuk and Moster, I think it's a pretty heavy package. Those are kind of two dudes that I would like to keep on my team. But if you're giving Ayuk uh, some dudes that I would be targeting, I have I have Ayuk ranked very, very highly. So he's not an easy one to uh, for me to value correctly, I don't think. But dudes that are ranked ahead of him, that I, I would try to pull the trigger on any of these like second or third round dudes. Um, depending on how highly your league values Raheem Moster, like Moster might kind of be like a, I think he's a good player. I think he's super undervalued right now, but he might be one of those dudes that's like really uh, not valued at all by your league mate. So he might just be like 
a little sprinkle on the trade base. So I don't know how much of an upgrade you could really pull, but if you're if you're if your league mates like Brandon Ayuk and Mostert, maybe try to rip like DK Metcalf. Uh, T Higgins is up there. I mean, you could try to shoot for like Ridley, Devonta Smith, or guys like that, but I think that's probably too a little too lofty. Ayuk's in the same class as like Christian Watson for me. So if you want to swap for Christian Watson, if you view that as an upgrade, then cool there. But other than that, I I, I have Ayuk ranked really highly. So if you can't really get into that like DK Metcalf tier, I'm probably bowing out. I'm probably keeping those players. Know what I mean? Non-PPR, would you rather have Dalvin and Dylan or Gibbs? Ooh, okay. So Jameer Gibbs, you're talking about straight up non-PPR, so standard formatting. I'll get back to the question in a sec once I make my next pick. So we've got Bijan, we've got Waddle. Stevenson goes off the board. Right now I'm I'm looking at Mark Andrews typically does not drop here into the third round, so I don't have a lot of exposure to him, though I don't really necessarily love him. Uh, DK is interesting here. John Taylor is not interesting here. I, I'm a huge fan of Justin Fields, but we can get quarterback value elsewhere. So for me, it's between Mark Andrews and DK Metcalf. What do y'all think? What do y'all think between the two? I'm, I'm going to go with Mark Andrews and, and put a little stock into the Baltimore offense because I haven't done much of that this offseason. So we've got Bijan, we've got Waddle, we got Mark Andrews to kind of stack three positions there. And quarterbacks, you know, we can we can grab Herbert, we can grab Lawrence, we can grab Deshaun Watson, we can grab Tua to stack with Jalen Waddle. So I feel comfortable passing up on fields at like the three five now. Uh, so the question before was AJ Dillon and Dalvin Cook for Jameer Gibbs in in complete standard scoring. In complete standard scoring, man, like we have to hop off the Gibbs train, guys. He's not getting short yardage. He's not getting goal line work. He didn't get it at Alabama. He was never getting it at Bama. And he's unlikely to get it in Detroit, at least as a rookie. Maybe he grows into the role. Maybe he becomes the Alvin Kamara where he's scoring 14 rushing touchdowns. Maybe it happens. But he's also way lighter than Alvin Kamara is. He's even 10 pounds lighter than fucking Aaron Jones is. All right? So I get the comps there. But again... As soon And part of the question, as soon as A.J. Dillon came into the picture, what happened to Aaron Jones' goal line work? Got cut. Got cut. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, Jameer Gibbs, was it A.J. Dillon and Dalvin Cook? I don't love A.J. Dillon. Dillon's kind of just like a throw-in for me. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook could be sneaky good. Um, I guess with all that said, even though I'm talking shit, i probably still take Gibbs over both those guys because Dalvin Cook's going to be in a committee. And maybe he's the guy for like the first four or six weeks, but Brees Hall is going to be the guy over the, over the second half of the year. And maybe that's vice versa with Gibbs. Maybe Gibbs becomes a workhorse over the last eight weeks of the season. Still don't think he scores more than like five or six touchdowns this year, but he could be a yards guy for sure. So all in all, I, I'd probably give it a lean towards Gibbs, but I, I don't feel great about him in standard scoring. All right, so we are almost back on the clock here. Uh, Ur Locker, what you doing? Do something crazy here. You think I won't do a full Atlanta Falcons stack right now? You think I won't draft Drake London and go just completely crazy with the Falcons? Ah, uh, he took Najee. All right, see, we're starting to see some running backs rip there, man. We got ETN at the 4-3. We got Mixon at the 4-4. We got Harris at the 4-5, which gives me the red light, or the green light, I should say, for Ayuk here. You know, I've been talking him up. Love Ayuk. Mike Williams at at 42 ADP here is, is a little bit interesting as well because I can get Herbert at the next pick. But I like you, Ayuk, man. I'm, I'm super in on an Ayuk breakout this year. So I'm going to grab Ayuk as my second wideout. And now we've got Bijan, we've got Waddle, we've got Ayuk, and we've got Mark Andrews. Now let's talk about Jonathan Taylor. So Jonathan Taylor's out for the first four games. The thing that scares me about Taylor is like we don't actually know whether or not he's healthy we don't know like what his back and what his his whole deal is so maybe he comes back and maybe the four weeks was actually needed like maybe he needed to go on the pup list maybe the pup list had to do with the trade either way he didn't get traded yet so I don't know dude it, it, it's a weird situation that's just just screaming red flags at you obviously the deeper you get into the drafts the less um 
the less risky it is, right? Because the opportunity cost gets lower and lower. Like you have less good players available. But in the fourth round, when I'm looking at dudes like Ayuk, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, Aaron Jones too, like I'm taking those guys over Jonathan Taylor right now that have so much risk. You know what I mean? It's almost like these players are they're like uh they're like a fire pit, man. And and the low the closer you are to the fire pit, the closer you are to your first round pick. So if you're taking a dude in the first round, your hand is to the flames. He needs to hit. He needs to extinguish the flames. Otherwise, you're going up in flames. The further you get away, still warm, but it's less risky, right? So it's like flame, first round, second round, third round, fourth round. Okay, fifth round, we still got the flame in our palm. Sixth round goes up and up and up and up. And eventually, you know, you hit eighth, ninth round, and no one's going to burn you there. No one's going to burn you. The opportunity cost is, is super fucking low. That's that's the way you got to think about players. The deeper they go, the more fine I am with them. But, like, I, there's no reason to get super risky with fourth, with third, fourth, fifth round picks. You know what I mean? There's still a ton of good players on the board. So we're chilling now. Because we have... Because we have two stack opportunities, like I wouldn't even mind if I walked away from this draft with like Tua and Brock Purdy as my two starting quarterbacks. I don't even know if I want to use a mid-round pick on a Herbert or a, or a Trevor Lawrence. On the flip side, though, I could also see Justin Herbert like balling out and going and leading the league in passing yards and touchdowns and possibly competing for MVP. But that's neither here nor here. All right, Static Challenge, relax. I'll answer your question because you won't shut your mouth. Is Najee at 37.5 PPR good? No, it's not good. How do I get the draft guide after signing up for Underdog? Yes, yeah, so if you sign up on Underdog, promo code BDGE, when you deposit $10, they're not only going to double what you got so you can hit that Patrick Mahomes line, but you're getting the draft guide emailed to you absolutely free. It should come within 60 minutes. It should be emailed to the email that you use to sign up for underdog. If you don't see it in your in your inbox, check your spam folder. So many of the draft guides get sent directly to spam. Should come within 60 minutes, minimum. If that doesn't work, if you waited and it's not in your spam folder, you can email us, business at bdge.co. I will get it to you as quickly as humanly possible. I might even do it while we're on the goddamn stream. All right, so let's see who we've got available here. God, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, man. We're, the closer we get to the season, the like, the grosser everything becomes. Terry's hurt. C Christian Kirk. I don't have a lot of Christian Kirk. I'm, I'm gonna take Christian Kirk here and just, and just play it a little bit safe. Even though this is literally the exact tournament that you don't want to play it safe in. But I, I like these three wide receivers: Waddle, Ayuk, Kirk. They'd be a great, you know what? They'd be a great team in a redraft league. But we're playing BBM four, so I might have fucked up. I might have fucked up, guys. Maybe I'll do another BBM4 draft tomorrow night. Fuck it. Fuck it, I lied. Yeah. Oh, damn. Y'all really be hitting me up for the draft guide on stream. I'm sorry. I don't know if I could actually email them out right now. Chill, brosy. T-Law or Herbert? Um, definitely Herbert straight up for this year. He's like two years removed from a 5,000-yard campaign. And now Kellen Moore's in there letting him cook. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Herbie this year in redraft for sure. I had uh, – when we did the NYC draft weekend, we were in a – it was a super flex draft, and I had the 104. So Hurts, Allen, Mahomes went off the board. It's a six-point per passing touchdown league, and I took Herbert at the four. You know what I'm saying? Oliver was good, my guy. Longtime supporter, long, long time supporter. I want to, I want to uh, personally thank you, dude, for just hanging out all the time and and always just be chopping up with me. Got JT at eight twelve in a twelve team half PPR redraft. Thought my home league would be sharp after ten years. Oh, not even a question. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm talking about. Like that, that's that's where I'm pretty comfortable taking him. Even if you get eight games out of Jonathan Taylor, you're getting eight games out of, at worst, at very worst, a low-end RB1. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we got 500 people in the stream. We got 500 people in the stream, and we got 54 thumbs up. I'm not great at math. Actually, I'm fucking phenomenal at math, which is why I know that's 10% of people. 10% of people. 
Jameson, no you. No, no, no you. There we go. We got our first thumbs down. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Hit the goddamn thumbs up button. It's only 61 thumbs up now. How'd that only get seven people? Uh, I got 37 people. All right. We, we crazy now. All right. So we're up at almost 6.6. We've got three wide receivers, so we don't have to push it necessarily. We don't have to push the quarterback situation yet, I don't think. All right, six-round JT is probably where I'm looking at him in these tournament plays where the second half of the year matters a lot. I do like some of the running backs available, though. Like, I'm a, I'm a big Ty Chandler guy, but even Madison sitting here, I feel like is – if every when you're drafting a team against 650,000 people, every player that you put the draft button on, you're basically saying – you're basically saying best-case scenario happens. You're basically choosing the guy and saying, okay – Everything, best-case scenario, breaks right. Because that's the only way you're winning the tournament. So think about the player. Think about what his best-case scenario is. And that's why you're drafting him in BBM4. Wow, we really hit seven thumbs down. That's so disrespectful. Tyreek can get away with slapping employees. What do you think he will do to those poor CBs? That's what I'm saying. Like, I get away with slapping my employees. What the fuck do you think I'm about to do in a BBM4 draft? Sir? Stop hitting the thumbs down, you fucks. Boon! Would you rather take Waddle or Olave in the second round? Full PPR. Full PPR. They're both great picks. Um, I'm 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 I am Waddle over Olave. Waddle's coming off a uh wide receiver 14 um or wide receiver seven finish. He's probably gonna catch a hundred balls. Like everything goes to Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Everything goes to them. So I love Alave, and I'm definitely on board with him breaking the fuck out. But I still think his reception total probably gets drowned out by Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara when he comes back. So full PPR, give me Waddle there. Thumbs down counts the same to YouTube. I just can't imagine that that's true. I just feel like we work so damn hard on content, and then people will just thumb it down and doesn't it doesn't it just it just makes me never want to do a live stream again to be honest. Thank you, Hal. You the goat. Had another super chat come in. I think. Um, how would you grade this draft? Twelve man PPR eighth pick. Chubb, Henry, Josh Allen, Amari, Ayuk, Akers, Kirk, Pittman, Dobbs, Ferguson, Kincaid. So I was going to say I don't love Henry as a second-round pick in full PPR, but the fact that you had a lot of really good receivers end up falling to you, like I, I don't – outside of Henry, who is not a bad pick, obviously. Chubb's a fucking monster. Outside of Henry, I don't think you missed on a pick. I don't think you missed on a pick at all. Like I, I think the rest of your draft was kind of fucking flawless. Josh Allen in the third. Amari, Ayuk, Kirk Pittman. Dobbs are fantastic wide receivers to have in full PPR. Um, Akers as your running back three. I love Jake Fergie, so Sean, you you knocked that out of the goddamn park. I'm gonna give you a a fucking F F minus. Let's see. All right, we are bike up on the clock. Ah, Kamara got fucking ragged three picks before me. What do we got here? Do we need to grab our quarterback? Uh, can I push it another round? How many guys do we have? We have a lot of people in front of me that have not taken a QB yet, and I wonder if any of them have Tyree Kill. I don't think they do because that's the back half of the round, if I remember correctly. Do we have to push Tua? Do we have to push the button on Tua? Ah! Ah! We took Pittman. All right, I'll take him as my wide receiver four. I'm all right with it. I've been vocal about not loving Michael Pittman. Uh, but, again, best-case scenario, Anthony Richardson hits. Michael Pittman's the one there, all right? So, whatever. We had a super chat from Skyward. You think Damian Pierce in the late fourth is too early? No, I do not. I do not. Um, I don't know if you have to. If you have the late fourth, then you could probably get him early fifth. So, you could probably wait for the swing. Damian Pierce is, I believe, my RB12 in my rankings. It's in... They're in the draft guide, and I want to say he's my RB12 or 13, so that would not be too early for someone who I consider pretty much an RB1. 
What do we got with the chat? Let's take a look at the board. Let's take a look at the board. Actually, you know what would make sense? I, I think just leaving... Would you guys prefer me leave the big board up on the screen right now and then I can just draft from my phone? Do you prefer that? Talk to me. Talk to me, sexy people. That way you could just kind of watch the draft happen or would you prefer me looking at my cue on the screen? On the screen. You're... All right, so we're seeing a lot of rookie wide receiver action. We had Jackson Smith and Jigba at the 7-9, and we had a bunch of running backs rip off. Quinn Johnson, Jordan Addison. We're almost back on the clock here. Hmm. There goes Elijah Moore. I can't tell what you guys are saying no or yes to. I just see a whole lot of no's and then a whole lot of yeses. All right, cool. So we got back and there wasn't a single one of those quarterbacks taken. So we could grab our QB now because the, both of these guys are not going to get back to me. So Watson and, and two are both available. Uh, I did take Waddle and I do feel like Ah, man, they both have pretty fucking heavy upside, actually. Hmm. Hmm. I I'm going to go Tua here. I'm going to go Tua. Okay, so you guys would rather see the queue. All right, I'll go back to the other screen then. I'll, I'll, I'll jump to here maybe for like half the round. Simon, half PPR, two flex. Khalil, oh, sorry, I can't do sit starts during the... If it, don't super don't super chat me sit starts right now because I don't have the info at hand. I don't have like the matchups and stuff like that. But just off the top of my head, Mostert's definitely getting in there for me, and I'd have to check the matchups for the other one. But but Mostert for sure. Will you be doing another UD draft after this one? I won't be doing another one directly after this one. I might do another one tomorrow night, though. I might I might have lied to y'all. This might not be the last one that I do. Maybe same, maybe same time tomorrow, depending on how I'm feeling. Burks, Marquise Brown, Dalvin Cook, James Conner. Damn, I probably should have taken James Conner there. I don't really like him, but he could be he could be a workhorse for show. see i got tua jones pierce i got tua jones oh you can't be just throwing jones out there you're talking about like daniel jones pierce hill so we're talking about daniel jones damian pierce tyree kill lamb higgins christian watson breeze god damn my 10 10 man one flex league yeah i love your fucking team dude this is a beautiful team holy hell Rate my team, full point PPR. Let me move this down so you guys can see who's picked. Actually, I'll move it all the way to the top. Full point PPR, pick nine. We had Diggs. Uh, how big is the league? You know, I got to rate it based on that. I'll, I'll assume 12-teamer, I guess. Diggs and St. Brown, that's an electric start in full PPR. L. Jacks, we love it. Stacked with Andrews, love it even more. Kenneth Walker, debatable in PPR. Don't see him catching a ton of passes, but... He'll do based on the fact that you went super heavy on wide receivers. Um, Walker Swift makes me a little queasy, but you do have Kamara on the bench. Goodwin, I'm going to assume that's Godwin, so you can use him in your starting lineup. QJ, I don't see him being a huge PPR factor. I, I love your wide receivers. I really like the QB and Mark Andrews stack along with it. Damn, Watson fell to me. I, I could have waited on two or one more round, huh? Fuck. I might have fucked up there. Hand up. I fucked up. Who do we have available right now? 
I'd I'd give this team probably like a six and a half out of ten. I'm a little bit nervous about your uh, about your running backs, to be honest with you. All right, so we have a quarterback. We got two running backs, four wide receivers. We took Tua. What's the next wide receiver up that we could smash? I'm going with Mostert, bro. I can't get enough of Mostert. There's like never a spot that's too early for me to draft Raheem Mostert at this point. Until he becomes like a seventh round pick, I'm probably in on Mostert everywhere. He's like very clearly the lead running back in Miami right now. I've got to, I've just got a gut feel. I, I've never been in on Mostert. He's not a guy that I've been drafting. He's one I've always stayed away from. But I've just got this gut. I've just got my intestines are ripping right now. I've got this gut feeling inside my stomach that Raheem Mostert is going to ball this year. Oh, man, we're getting all the, the Rate My Team Super Chats coming in. Fuck. I fucked up. I shouldn't have opened that can. I'm going to do one more. I Trust me, I appreciate you guys sending your money, your hard-earned money and Super Chatting and stuff, but, like, I don't want to send – I don't want to spend the whole uh, stream not talking fantasy here and – uh, and just grading teams. But I will do this last one. Grade my first draft on an underdog. Pick seven. Half PPR. Diggs, Waddle, Fields, Aaron Jones, Kittle, Akers, Sutton, Swift, and Dobbs. Got my... Oh. I mean, you threw in the parentheses out there. Got Michael Wilson, too. You knew that would butter me up. I'm like a roll right now. You absolutely took a butter knife. Got a fat wobble butter. Heated it up and just whoosh, doused it on me. Uh, Diggs, Waddle. Really like the start. Fields in the third. I'm cool with. Aaron Jones my RB1. I'm cool with. George Kittle's a little banged up right now, apparently. I don't know if he's going week one. That scares me, him him getting injured going into the season. The rest of the draft I do really like, though. Kittle in round six, I think that was. No, round five. Akers round six. Sutton round seven. Swift eight. Dobbs nine. You, I definitely think you took on a lot of risk injury-wise between Kittle and probably Swift and Dobbs right now. But overall, I, I do like the squad. This is a tough time of year to, to draft teams. Everyone's super sharp. All right, so we had Patty Firemuth, Deshaun Watson, Charbonnet, Michael Thomas, Jalen Warren, Marvin Mims, A.J. Dillon, Odell. It's so funny to, to see, like, where players start to to fall and rise up and stuff throughout the um, throughout the summer and the spring, like where guys were going versus where, where you got to pick them now. It's, it's really something. It's really something, huh? Hmm. I like Jamal Williams here, man. I like Jamal Williams. He he's going to be the workhorse for the first three weeks of the season, and he's still going to be super involved going forward. Out of all the bench stashes from your last video, who is your fave? Um, let me think of who I had on there. Probably Ty Chandler, man. I really like Ty Chandler. I'm trying to remember if there's anyone that that I really like more. So I I really so what he's talking about is I I uh I put out a video probably like five or six hours ago that were my favorite top seven or eight bench stashes right now or like late round picks to scoop up in your drafts. I think I, I want to say Chandler is probably my number one. That's probably why I put him first in the video. Depending on what position you need, though, like I really like Michael Wilson and Puka too, a wide receiver, but Ty Chandler's my guy. But, yeah, I would take Ty Chandler probably over all the receivers. All right, let's see how this board is. <laughs> Fucking Ecamm Live, man. This software is killing me, the way it spreads shit out. Uh, All right, so we're looking at the board. Yeah. What the hell? Hell yeah. All right. Wow, these tight ends are going fucking early. Holy hell. I'm thinking about, let's talk about some of these players and where they were going early on in the spring. Tyler Higby, I want to say, was like a 17th, 18th round pick. 
Sam Laporta was for sure like a 16th, 18th round pick. Uh, let's see. Zay Jones has pretty much stayed consistently 10th, 11th round. Marvin Mims was like borderline undrafted, I think, after the draft. So now he's a 10th round pick. Jalen Warren was a 15th, 16th round pick for a long time. Romeo Dobbs was definitely like a 17th round pick for a long time. Who else? Whomstelts amongst us. Uh, Cortland Sutton was consistently like an 11th, 12th round guy until the Jerry Judy news, obviously. It's interesting to see these shifts, man. All right, so we've got four running backs. We probably do not need to hit that position again, considering we only start three of them, or we only start two of them. Do we want to hit another tight end? Probably not now. I don't think we need to at this point. QBs did start to rip off, but you know where I'm going with my QB2. Actually, Dak is still available, huh? What is Dak doing just sitting there? I have an idea here. He usually is, so his ADP is 108, but he's sitting here at pick 127 right now. That's another good marker of like guys that, you know, preparing for your home league and stuff, you can get a good grasp on where guys go versus, you know, them sitting up on the goddamn queue. I'm going to grab Dak here, even though I do like Daniel Jones as well. Like I, I, I like both of them a lot, but I'm going to go Dak for a specific reason. Now, had I drafted Anthony Richardson, who I have, I think, pretty much zero exposure to, that was fucking dumb by me. I should have just drafted him right there. I thought he was off the board because I have Michael Pittman and I have a chance to draft Alec Pierce. That was kind of dumb by me. I done fucked up. Low on Richardson, yes. So I, I've been pretty notoriously low on Richardson. I just, um, I, I get it. Like, he's super athletic. But even even last preseason game, right, where he rushed for 40 yards in the first half, his fantasy point total for that half was like five and a half points, right? So if you're not, if you're not putting up, like, floor passing numbers, you're not going to have a good game. I don't care how much you run. Obviously, he'll have games where he throws, you know, two, three touchdowns, I'm sure. Um, but I, I I, I, mean, where you draft him, I, Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott and a bunch of other guys that you can probably get in the same area, I would just always take them over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tank Bigsby, Aaron Rodgers, Darnell Mooney. I haven't drafted any Darnell Mooney, and I, I wonder if that's a mistake. I just don't feel like um, I just don't feel like he brings much to the table in that offense, man. I don't know what he could be outside of a role player, like a, a really selective role player. Now that DJ Moore is there. Hoping to get my draft guy before my draft tonight. Just signed up with the code. Yeah, guys, if anyone signs up with the code right now, email me business at bdge.co immediately after the draft. I'll go straight to my emails and make sure that if you did not get it and you have your draft tonight or tomorrow or whatever, I will email you back the draft guy personally from these fingertips immediately after the draft. We're almost back on the clock here. Yeah, we need to probably start ripping some wide receivers. So, I mean, these these are my rankings, right? Obviously. I don't need to take Chark or Michael Wilson or Pierce because they don't go for another couple rounds. I have almost no Jameson Williams shares. So that kind of intrigues me here, given the fact that he's dropped past his ADP. And again, this is a tournament, so I want to ball out the second half of the year, and he could be that guy. So I'm going to go Jamo Williams here. Fuck it. Why are you so high on Elijah Moore and Aaron Jones? Uh, I just think Elijah Moore is a really good player and I think Deshaun Watson has utilized guys like him before I think he's a little bit like a Will Fuller type um, but even watching them in the preseason work together I feel like Elijah Moore was the dude who separated and got open so quickly and I think he can catch 80-85 passes like we we saw the last six weeks of what he was his rookie year for New York and he was 
electric. And I think pair him with a good quarterback, and I'm really excited to see Watson and Moore play together. He was a dude that can separate inside, outside. Like, you look at reception, perception by Matt Harmon, just in terms of him beating press coverage, man coverage, zone coverage. Like, he's got the whole, the whole fucking bag of tools, man. And he's fast as shit. And, like, I, I'm just excited to see him play this year in a new environment. With Aaron Jones, I mean, what's not to love? What's not to love? Uh, he didn't slow down last year. He rushed for a shitload of yards. He set a career high in receptions, uh, targets, receiving yards. Jordan Love, I think, is going to use him as an absolute dump-off weapon. I'm, I'm all in on him. <clears throat> ATL making the playoffs, guaranteed. The only question is how far do we go? Talking about Drake London? We talking about Drake London? No, London can't be your fantasy wide receiver one. I, I'd be, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if he finished as a fantasy wide receiver one just because he's so talented, but I, I would definitely be shocked from a volume standpoint. Though, I mean, he had a 29.5% target share. If he runs that back this year, which I don't expect because we've got Bijan, we've got a healthy Pitts, we've got Mac the Goat Hollins there. Um, he'll probably still be within like the 25% target range though, which I don't know if that, that doesn't even sound good. If Ritter throws the ball, what, like 500 times, 475 times talking about a fourth of those targets. So that's like a buck 25, a buck 30 London could do damage on those, but it just really depends on how accurate they are. So if you want to roll the dice, but he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of like really valuable targets. Like he'll probably be our red zone guy. He is also someone that gets a lot of downfield targets. Like he's not he's not Elijah Moore size, right? So a lot of the targets that London gets are outside the hashes that are on deeper routes, like possession routes go up, like fuck it, London's down there somewhere. Let's just chuck it up type shit. So don't be su- don't be surprised if London balls out this year. I get it. Like it's really easy to just be like, there's no passing volume. Like, all right. All right. Like, why can't he put up what AJ Brown did in Tennessee? Why can't he put up those numbers? Eleven hundred yards, nine touchdowns, some shit like that. It could definitely happen. Ooh, good pick with Alec Pierce. Anna just takes all the guys I like. This is fucking ridiculous. I'm going to follow a restraining order. All right, so we're up on the clock here. I shouldn't have took Dak, man. I should have. I Fuck. Definitely need to keep hammering wide receivers. Oh, this is why I took Dak. I took Dak because Jake Ferguson was available, and he's my tight end one. Oh, no, I have Mark Andrews. Didn't see him, but yeah, great. Jake Ferguson, my tight end two. Stack him with Dak. Call it a goddamn day. Wipe your fingers off. No more barbecue sauce. Eat up. Is there going to be a main league draft vlog this year? So my main league this year is the NYC draft weekend vlog. For for those of you guys um, asking about the E-Town get down, there is no E-Town get down this year. There is no E-Town get down happening this year. There was no draft. There will be no vlog. The league is... We, we kind of decided last year that it was going to be uh, put to bed because... Two more of the original members were leaving, and now that left like three original members left. So we just disbanded it, um, unfortunately, after 14-ish years. So my main league is the NYC Draft Weekend, which we're working on the vlog now, and that will be live. Uh, We're doing two separate vlogs for it, actually. On Thursday, kickoff day, we'll be setting like just the fantasy draft portion of the weekend live as a vlog, and then we'll do the full weekend vlog to go live on Sunday. Dub. Dub. All right. Let's see what we got cooking here. Man, we still got some picks left. Oh, no. We're we're, we're moving. We are moving. Ooh, nice stack there. Not your friend guy. With the Juwan Johnson, Derek Carr, back to bike. It's kind of sexy. I respect that a lot. All right. We need to start hitting some wide outs now. Unless, unless, now nah, we don't need to touch running backs. We've got some deeper cuts that we can hit at running back later. Tell me Ty, Ch- oh no, Ty Chandler's still available. I was about to say, this must be all people that watch my shit if Ty Chandler was gone in the fucking 14th round. Uh, we've got a lot of wide receivers to pick from here. See, I, t- I should have took A. Rich. 
I could have gone Alec Pierce and Josh Downs. We would have been, oh my God, we wouldn't have just been cooking. We would have been sizzling fucking fajitas. Mm, nice pick with uh, Donovan Peoples. Where do we go here? DJ Chark's still injured. I don't love him. Corey Davis still retired. Oh, God. The wide receivers ran out quick. Holy shit. Are, are we on 14th round Puka already? Is that happening? Holy shit, balls. This is not good, guys. I guess I'll take Chark here, but... No, I don't want to take him. I'm taking Puka. Fuck it. Fuck it, we ball. Yo, the wide receivers... I know that people draft them early in underdog, but I haven't seen the depth run out in the 14th round ever. I've never seen it like this before. Or my ranking's just so bad. No, there's no guys down here with open ADPs that should be available. Good God. Not good. Not good for the for the program. Yer, 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 yer. Oh, man, I do need to answer some emails. I'm watching the draft. Don't worry, my eyes are focused on the draft, but I got to answer. I got to answer a few emails while we're doing this. I'm multifaceted. Rondell Moore, DJ. All right, Greg, that wasn't necessary. <laughs> oh, we got a double purchaser. I kind of like Algier down here. Algier, the problem I have with Algier is, like, I love what he did for us last year. You know, the production he put up for a rookie is crazy. Our O-line is so good. Our run-blocking line, and it's like when you watch... When you watch limited Bijan Robinson play, it's almost like, okay, so Tyler Algier started, right? Tyler, Tyler Algier started for us in that preseason game. He took a carry, and then you watched Bijan Robinson taking carry, and it was like they were playing in two separate leagues. It was like that clip that surfaced uh, a few weeks ago with Zay Jones running a route, and then Calvin Ridley came right after him in the drill and then ran a route. That's what it fe felt like watching Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson next to each other. It's like Algier put together a good season last year, but a lot of me just feels like it wasn't had nothing to do with him, you know. All right, I think we handled it. Let's rip through like seven emails in a row. You guys didn't even know. I'm out here fucking yapping about Tyler Algier while answering. Will they have Corderell line up as a wide receiver more often with the backs they got or just keep him purely returning kicks and maybe rotate in to give Bijan a breather? That That's what I think. Um, okay, Anna, that was just, just honestly fuck all the way off. I, uh, we're not friends. Never were, never will be. God, all right, should we take a Houston receiver? I'm going to be honest. I've been taking a lot of Allen Robinson. I don't, like, uh, it feels gross to admit this and say it out loud. Um, actually, I re I actually do fuck with Josh Downs. Screw it. He's he's their slot wide receiver. I've been taking a lot of Allen Robinson because he's ran every single fucking snap with the ones this preseason. Kenny Pickett's played a lot. They've done it. They they've played a lot of drives, and their their rotation is very clear. It's Pickens and Johnson, and then it's Allen Robinson as the three. We see the split between Najee and Jalen Warren. Like they've they've shown us what their offense is going to be. 
I respect that out of Mike Tomlin. I respect that out of Mike. Me and Mike Tomlin don't. There's not many differences between me and Mike. We're both Hall of Fame coaches, honestly. Just be real here. Let's sit down and be honest with each other for fucking two minutes here. All right. I know it's a lot to ask of you guys. Someone gave me a thumbs down. Why? Because I said I'm better than Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm a better NFL head coach than Mike Tomlin. Prove me wrong. I've never lost a game. How was your Eckler Invitational draft? Do you like your team? Oh, you know what? We could, we could take a look at that team. What the fuck? This is my only gripe with it. The only gripe I have with it is that it was drafted on Yahoo. So I'm in a league with Austin Eckler and a bunch of other people that you guys probably know from the industry. So Matt Harmon, Ray G, John Daigle, uh, JJ Zacharyson. This is Eckler's team. Josh Norris, Chris Harris, a bunch of other people that you guys probably know. Is it, So Eck took Herbert. He couldn't take himself because Matt Harmon took Eckler at pick four. I want to say it's a half PPR league. So we're starting two wide receivers, two running backs. Um, I'm two picks away, so let me get to that real quick, then I'll get back to the Eckler League. Hey, a guy that I liked actually fucking fell to me. Cool. All right, so he also he sniped me on Dallas Goddard, bro. He actually like really tore me up on this draft. There was no one else that I felt like really sniped me, but Eckler Eckler really fucked me up. It was pretty traumatic. Um, let's go to my team. So here's my squad. I took, I think I had, what pick was it? There's 14 teams in the league. Was it 14? I think there's 14 teams in the league. I want to say I had pick, um, am I lying? Is there more than 14? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, 14 team league. I think I had pick eight, maybe. Pick eight or nine. I took Nick Chubb with my first round pick because it's half PPR, so it's fine. Um, I took, wait, is it full or half? Fuck, I can never remember. Second round pick, I took Waddle because it was all the way down at like pick 20 or whatever. I think, I forget, some wide receiver, some really good wide receiver was available one pick before me that I really wanted. Miss out on him, took Waddle. Uh, got Fields as my QB. Watson, I love as my two. Uh, Eckler sniped me on Goddard, so I had to settle for Ingram as my tight end. But I was really happy to get Chris Godwin down in like the fifth, sixth round. B-Rob, Kamara. So I've I've Kamara. Right now I'm filling holes with my RB2 somewhere between uh, Raheem Mostert, Brian Robinson, which I'm fine with in half PPR, and then Kamara when he comes back from suspension. So if Kamara comes back at his full, like, Kamara-type beat, my team's going to be really fucking good, I think. Kicker defense, I, like, forgot how this works. I don't play in any leagues with kickers or defenses anymore, so this kind of hurt me a little bit. But I took Washington because they play Arizona at home in the first fucking week. They're going to be, like, probably seven point, eight point favorites. Um have a really good defensive line. Just have a really good defense overall. So I'll be streaming defenses for the most part. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing at kickers. I don't I don't know what happens with kickers anymore, dude. So this is my team. Uh 14 team league. I'm I'm pretty fucking happy with this team. 14 teamer, if Kamara comes back, like I this is a team to compete for sure. Yeah. Eckler BDG fan confirmed. Uh, unfortunately, he was not the one that invited us. Matt Harmon was, so I I don't. Maybe I mean maybe he is. Maybe he is. Maybe he's a closet fan. He's just ain't he never gonna tell me, which is rude. Who do you like as a sleeper tight end this year? I got stuck with. Chiggy is by far the weakest part of my team. I mean, I, I like Jake Ferguson, man. Jake Fergie's my guy for the breakout sleeper. All right, we're buck up on the clock. We've got eight wide receivers. We've got four running backs. Two. I feel good with our tight ends between Andrews and Ferguson. I feel good with our quarterbacks with Tua and Daniel Jones, so I don't think I need to go deeper on those guys. I might need to look for another running back. I talked about Josh Kelly as the backup to Eckler. He badly wants someone else to help him out there. Um, so we have another pick after this, so there's no one else that I really love here. So let's get our fifth running back, and then we'll figure out our next pick. 
whether we want a running back or a wide receiver. So there's a few guys that I don't hate. I think Robert Woods is. I think Robert Woods has a nice floor just because he's probably gonna he's probably gonna run like 80 percent of the routes there. I just don't really see him coming off the field. He's a he's a good vet for C.J. Stroud. I like Paris Campbell as well. I could see him being like a sneaky leading target for the Giants. Uh, Richie James, kind of the same feeling. The way that he was like a sneaky leading target for the Giants last year, I could see him being that for the Chiefs. Matt Collins, just goat type behavior every time he steps on the football field. I don't think we need another run. I'll be honest, man. I'm I'm not a big Sean Tucker guy, but if there's a if there's a draft to draft him in, you know, someone which is like breakout upside. This could be it. BBM four could be the draft to grab a dude like Sean Tucker in. So if everybody else rips off my board, if I got no one left in the queue, I'll take Tucker here. Fuck it. Mentioned you by name during one of his videos with Hart Harmon. Wait, Austin Eckler did? For real? Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way. If so... Oh, Sean Tucker got fucking yafted from me right there. He was at the bottom of the queue anyways. Fuck him. Damn, that's wild. Why didn't he never reach out to me? How do I reach out to him? Oh, well, he probably, uh, I mean, he might have, I wonder if this came after the draft. I wonder if he was, like, talking about the draft, and then he was like, yeah, this dude, Nick from BDGE, is in is in the draft. Or was this pre-draft? Was this pre-draft? Sorry, I'm acting like a schoolgirl, but when fucking Austin Eckler name drops you, you know, these are things you want to know. You think he'll fucking, oh, they should get me in there for that RB2 role. They should fucking one try out. One. Yeah, after the, yeah, okay. So after the draft. So he was, it, I mean, I was just in the league. He might have just been like, this guy's in the league, you know? I just can't take a compliment. You know, that's what it is. I'm not good at it. So I just assume worst case scenario. It's a good way to live, you know? You never get disappointed if you live that way. Two more picks until my final pick, and we are getting at least one of our wide receivers. Campbell, Richie James, Adios, Adios. I actually low-key think Justice Hill is kind of a... I should have I added Justice Hill in the video today. There's part of me that feels like Gus Edwards is going to be like the RB3 in that backfield behind Justice Hill. What do you guys think? Paris Campbell, Richie James. If Richie James was not hurt, I'd feel a lot better about him. So I'm going to go Campbell. Yeah. All right, well, that's my team. Uh, do you guys want to take a look at the final board? Or here, Here's the squad on the bottom right. Tua, Dak, at quarterback, our running backs are Bijan, Alexander Madison, Raheem Mostert, Jamal Williams, Joshua Kelly, wide receivers, Waddle, Ayuk, Kirk, Pittman, Jameson Williams, Puka, Josh Downs, Allen Robinson, Paris Campbell. Um, I've definitely drafted better better teams I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest I don't love this team I think I might need redemption I think I might be back on stream tomorrow night to wrap up the season one last final last time but thank you guys for hanging out with me tonight you know and they still got some spots left in BBM4 what are you calling me my mom's calling me right now mother 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 what are you doing I went out to dinner for her birthday last night now she's calling me she's so needy she's so thirsty She's so, so thirsty. Doesn't she know Austin Eckler 
is fucking talking about me. Mom, I don't have time for you anymore. I'm on the Chargers roster. I'm on their depth chart, and you're out here calling me during live streams? Unbelievable behavior. Unbelievable. All right, fuck it. I'll call her. No, I can't do it on stream. <clears throat> um, Pickums, Patrick Mahomes, 0.5. It's free. It's free. What else? All right, let's just expand the screen. Fucking just hang out with y'all for a little bit. What's going on? What's going on in the comment section? What podcasts do you listen to that aren't fantasy football and sports related? Pretty much every fucking podcast I listen to is not sports or fantasy related. Let's see what we got in the queue today. I, I, I listen to almost like strictly. That's not true, actually. I listen to a lot of football podcasts. So Move the Sticks and The Athletic are probably my favorite football podcasts. Um, Daniel Jeremiah, The Athletic Football Show, those are awesome. In terms of like regular podcasts, I listen to a lot of business marketing um just kind of like weird shit like uh the human upgrade by dave asprey he's like into longevity and like biohacking biohacking is a weird passion of mine that i really like so dave osprey the human upgrade is good um the kelly roach show which will not be relatable to 99 percent of you guys she's just like a boss ass bitch that talks about business and kind of being like a leader leadership listen to that uh, creator science is cool. I listen to Gary V fucking nonstop, even though I know Gary V is cooking. If any of y'all are Gary V fans, and you listen to his podcast. The last like fucking six months have all been just throwback episodes. They've all just been, here's a fucking keynote from 2017, which I know means that Gary is cooking something because he would not take off of content. He would not be doing constant content every single day. If he was not working his face off in the background, I hope. So I need it. I need it bad. I need new Gary V interviews bad. Um, Alex Hermosi, big fan of Alex Hermosi. This week in startups, I don't listen to it as much anymore. A uh, good friend of mine, Danny Miranda, he has his own podcast where he interviews really, really well-known people from all different industries. He's a great interviewer. Love Danny. Uh, the Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson is great if you're into like nutrition, fitness, dieting, that kind of shit. Um, let's see what else. The All In Podcast is good if you just want to be a, re a well-rounded human being with a fucking brain bigger than a peanut. Social Media Marketing with Michael Stelzner is a good one. Um, I listen to the, the, the You Up Podcast, which is like an NYC-based kind of like... It, it, it's a, a comedian and uh, a woman. They talk about like NYC and like dating and the dating life here and just like random shit that goes on here. All the time, I'm a big fan of the You Up Podcast. Um, what else? That's probably kind of it in my rotation. This time of year, I don't get to listen to as much of that shit because I'm busy, busy, but I try. I try to keep the brain flowing a little bit. What are your thoughts on the Colorado TCU game? Like, this is just such a good example of how f fucking stupid people are. Like, Deion Sanders comes in there. One, he, he just understands the game like most people don't. He comes in and nags some of the best recruits in the country. Some of the top recruits in the country. He basically turns over a team that was 1-11. And everyone's like, you're a fucking idiot. It's like, how about you go harass the coach that built a 1-11 team? Deion Sanders is the truth, and, like, it didn't take this game for me to see that. This is, like, the least surprising shit. The result of that game was – and I don't know if TCU is any good. I mean, think about – obviously, they were in the national championship last year. They're a good team, but I don't think their ranking reflects that. Like, you lose Quentin Johnson. You lose Max Duggar. You lose uh, Kendra Miller. Like, you, you lose some real NFL talent there. Obviously, you're going to fall off and not be as good of a team. But people, like, shooting down Deion Sanders – this, for me, was just like, it, it almost felt like a version of cancel culture, of being like, oh, look at him falling apart, and people just like writing shit for clicks without having any context, or just dumb fucking sports reporters, to be honest with you. So, uh, I'm a huge fan of Deion Sanders. I'm a huge fan of what he's building over there at Colorado, and I think they're going to be, a, I think wherever he goes, doesn't matter where he goes, if he does 
if he moves to fucking down to Florida after this, if he takes fucking SEC job, I think he's going to dominate. I think he's going to dominate wherever he goes because he just understands the game, understands how to lead young men, and understands football, okay? So people are fucking idiots. That's what I think about that. My draft order just got released, and I unfortunately got the one on one. Don't what we mean unfortunately? Uh, fucking grab, grab, uh, grab, Jay Jettas for show, Jay Jettas. All right, y'all. Uh, I got a dip because it's hot as fuck in here. I need to go somewhere that's air conditioned. Maybe I'll grab a margarita or something. See how high I can put my hat on my head. This actually, I need to. I need to wear my hat like this because my brain is so big. All right. I'm out. I love you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.